In Jesus' time, honor was the currency of the day. Where you were on the hierarchy of power was overwhelmingly important. In order to gain more esteem, you would do favors for those higher up on the ladder than you were. These benefactors would trickle down honor and money in order to gain more favors in the future. Alternatively, shame was something to always be avoided. One never wanted to be humiliated or brought low by others. By miraculously turning water into wine at the wedding of Cana, Jesus spares the new couple and their family's shame. Jesus warns folks to count the cost of discipleship, lest they be like a man who doesn't count his money before building a tower and is therefore unable to complete it, leaving a monument for his neighbors to mock. Jesus warns us to take the lowest place at the table so that we may be moved up to the head of the table instead of taking a high seat and being asked to move down, which would be shameful. Jesus is no stranger to the glory of honor and the despicableness of shame in his culture. But that doesn't stop Jesus from essentially stripping down to his underwear and doing a task that even a slave would likely find insulting. As the evangelist John tells us, And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. The disciples are clearly uncomfortable with their teacher, someone higher than them on the totem pole, performing such a lowly task. It was backwards. It upset the social order. And it was shameful. After what was a bewildering time, Jesus finally explains. After he had washed their feet, had put on his robe, and had returned to the table, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. But what example has Jesus set? Many of us do not have 12 strange men following us day and night for us to even invite to dinner, much less to wash. Very few denominations even wash feet anymore, and those of us who do tend to do it more symbolically than really getting in there and scrubbing dirt off someone's feet. And we certainly want to encourage you all to keep your clothes on during this liturgy. (laughs) All this begs the question, What example has Christ set for us? Jesus is showing us in this action what service really looks like, what humility really looks like. Many of us have donated the expired cans of beans we have found in the back of our cupboards or given the worn-out clothes we can no longer fit in from our closet. Many of us serve when it is convenient for us or when it is something we enjoy doing. But while on its face our acts of service may seem more practical than washing another's feet, these acts of service are actually more for our benefit than for anyone else's. Jesus' service is so much deeper than all of that. 
Jesus is doing things for people not because it serves him, such as decluttering his house, or so that the disciples may do him a favor later, or even because it gives him the warm fuzzies inside. Jesus is showing us the meaning of true humility, thinking of others before he thinks of himself. We live in a world where we often think of ourselves as the center of the universe. 65% of Americans think they are smarter than the average American. So let's think about that there, okay? Only half, it's got to be 50%, right? Okay. A whopping 88% of drivers believe they are better than the average driver. In a survey of 1 million high school students, a solid 70% rated themselves as above average leaders. And a spectacular 94% of college professors possess teaching abilities that are above average, according to themselves. What we don't realize is that often by thinking so highly of ourselves, we miss the gifts of others. We fail to honor that they are who God created them to be. Jesus is setting us the example not of false humility, one where we can't take a compliment on our hair, but rather true humility, one where we focus on the other so much that we don't even think of ourselves. I read quite a few marriage books every year, both religious and secular. And what's funny is that they both tend to land at similar conclusion as to why certain marriages work, even as they approach them from different angles. One of the key things that can truly make or break a marriage is true humility. If you love or respect your spouse enough to consider them before yourself, your marriage stands a good chance. We see this in the opposite direction all the time. When husband or wife thinks of themselves first or only, marriages fail or are profoundly unhappy. It is truly honoring the other person to think of them when journeying your path together. Jesus is saying this isn't just a good idea in marriage. This is how Christians should always live. We are created to act as servants to all. We are to think so highly of others, to respect that they are also God's beloved, to love them so deeply that we want to serve them even when it doesn't benefit us, or when it may be shameful, or when it doesn't make a whole bunch of sense. But we serve others because this is the example Christ has set for us. Tonight, Have your feet washed. Hug your brother or sister. Wash the feet of another. But think about how this is not just a ritual action we perform once a year. Your Lord, your Savior, has set an example for you. Not that you will wash feet, but that you will humble yourself to your fellow man. That you will go out into the world and serve people and that you will spend more time thinking of others than of yourself.